up, fam? Welcome back to the Let's Go podcast. I'm welcoming myself back to the Let's Go podcast, and I'm and so. And you're welcoming. Well, you have been here. Remember, you did a few episodes ago. I did like a four-minute intro. That's yeah, not... but hey, you were back. No. You were I back need, I, I need to be introduced. Okay, welcome my husband, Christian Hub, back to the Let's Go podcast. The Can father we get an of this beautiful applause? child. Oh, oh no, sister. Sit. Okay. That was offensive, I guess. That was. She. She's like that. I am the father, though. Just to clear. Just. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, my she just gosh. Was, she was just like, I don't know, weird. <laughs> this is starting off interesting, but no, we are so excited to come back to podcasting. This summer has been awesome, though. Watching my mom get to host so many incredible guests. I've loved every episode. I've. It's actually been really fun to listen to the podcast and just receive like uh, so many of y'all do, and so it was awesome. And um, also, Honey loves the podcast. Really, just the intro. Every time the intro comes on, she says, dance, dance. And so that was really cute and sweet to see, honey, just like loving listening to it with me. So it's been fun, but glad to be back. I obviously was gone for the best reason ever. Little sweet haven in my arms. Um, Y'all, she is a dream. She's the best baby ever. No offense to Honey, who's the best toddler ever, but Honey was not the best baby ever. One of the worst ever. No, that's dramatic. She just had bad colic and cried all the time. And you forget. No, I don't. Trust me. Trust me. I not forget. I'm just saying. Honey would cry for literally four hours, hours straight. Hours for no reason. I mean, I would do everything for that child, and then she'd just cry. And Haven is just like, like that cry is like the most action we've had all morning. Like from her, she's just like chill. She's just like, "What's up, y'all? I'm just here to hang." Um, but you know what? I'm not gonna lie. She might be getting a little bit hungry, and she's tired. So. We'll see what happens. We'll see how long she makes it for this podcast. Yeah. Um, it was ambitious for our first guest back to be a two-month-old. That is true. But we are excited to get to tell y'all our birth story. Um, it was eventful in a much more funny way. Honey's birth story was eventful in a scary way. Um, yeah, this was a lot less traumatic. Way less traumatic. Um, so I guess we'll start kind of piggybacking off of Honey's, you know, if you watch Honey's birth story, it was pretty traumatic. We had a really scary moment. Honey had shoulder dystocia. I can never say that right. Dystocia. Only happens in like 1% of births. It's very rare. And uh, it's where the shoulder gets stuck. And it's really scary. It's very scary because, you know, um, at that time, her umbilical cord was wrapped around. She couldn't breathe. It was really, really scary. But God, you know, did amazing things in the room that day. And honey was fine and all the things. But I lived with a lot of fear after that. Um, So after that, all happened and we worked through that and whatnot. We decided this time to have a C-section, which is recommended by which was recommended by our doctor and also a lot of doctors that if you have that happen to your first child, shoulder dystocia, then the second child you should just have a C-section because you have more likely of a chance because mm-hmm. nobody really knows if it's because the baby's big or because that's the way your body is built. Um, so to eliminate the unknown, just go ahead and plan for a C-section. Mm-hmm. So we already knew that was going to happen. They told us that in the hospital with Honey that the next baby would probably do that and whatnot. And so preparing for this one, we knew we'd have a C-section, which was great. Up until right before I had the C-section and I got really nervous. Um, And 
I don't know, how are you feeling about the C-section in general? I feel like you kind of helped me throughout the whole time not feel super nervous. Yeah, well, we were nervous about different things. I was more nervous about having two kids and you were more nervous about the C-section. Yeah. So I was more nervous about the change and you were just about the operation, which is a uh, very valid to be afraid yeah. of. Um, and just fearful of, cause it is, you know, like you said, it's a big surgery and you're awake for it. I've had surgery one time on my nose cause I broke my nose when I was in middle school. That's my only really major surgery other than wisdom teeth. Uh, whatever, you probably don't really care about that. But <laughs> what I'm saying is you're awake for it, which is a whole nother ball game. And uh, the yeah. thought of it is very daunting. Yes, I was like not really nervous about having two kids. I was actually just really excited. And I think because both my sisters, well, sorry, my sister and my brother have two kids. So Rebecca and John Reed have two kids. Mary Kate and John Lake have two kids. So it didn't feel like that crazy to me that we'd have two kids, but it did feel like crazy to me that I would be awake during a surgery. Like I was like, what in the world? That is so scary. So leading up to having her, I was so excited to have her to like welcome that change into our life, but a little bit nervous just for what it takes. Um, and so the whole pregnancy though, I mean, I really loved pregnancy again, even though pregnancy is hard. I mean, I threw up literally every single day, like four times a day. This one was crazy actually, cause with honey, I only threw up well, I threw up every day for like 17 weeks with honey, which was hard. But at the same time, it was more like morning and afternoon. And with Haven, it was all through the day. Like I would be laying in bed at night and go throw up. Like it was so crazy. Yeah, Pregnancy is not my favorite for you. It's hard, but I still loved it because she was like so cute in the womb. Like she hiccuped all the time and like kicked me so much, which I love that kind of stuff. Just like feeling her and the miracle of it. And it's funny because she has the hiccup so much now. So that's just been like literally her whole entire life. She's had the hiccups, which is kind of cute. So um, I still love pregnancy. And towards the end of it, I was like, um, you know, getting all the feels. And so the week leading up to um, having her, I literally felt like I was going on a roller coaster all the time. I told Christian, I was like, I feel like I'm about to go on a massive roller coaster. Like, I'm so excited, but I'm so nervous. And every time I thought about it, my stomach would just drop um, just about the surgery. And so it was really cool. Um, the day before, I, like I had been nervous all week. I hadn't been able to sleep. Plus, you know, if you've ever experienced pregnancy, you're, you can't sleep anyways. I mean, you're up all night having to pee. And it was like um, the night before, and I'm like, okay, Christian, like, I've, got to, I've got to get to a better place. Like I've got to calm down. And so we decided to just have like a fun night. Well, it was the American Idol finale that night, which we love American Idol. Big American so, Idol fans. Big American Idol fans. So we knew we had to get up at like four in the morning, but we were like, we're not missing this finale. So we went and watched American Idol with my grandparents, like at their house and like all of our friends and family, his parents got into town. Which that's kind of the nice thing about a C-section is you know exactly when you're gonna have the baby, so everybody gets to be there. Yeah, that was really fun. So we watched American Idol. We got home around 10:30. Honey stayed the night with my grandma. She stayed the night with two mom, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, she stayed the night with my grandma. And we got home, and I'm like, okay, that was fun. That was a good thing to get off my mind. But remember in the car ride, I was still like, I'm so nervous. I've got to calm down. Mm -hmm. So we got home, and I was like, I'm taking a bath. I don't care how late it is. Took a bath. Then I was like, let's pray together. We prayed together and we had like a great prayer time too. And so after that, I was like, man, I feel so at peace. And Christian was like, do you want to watch? Um, I think he tank. said, do you want a shark tank? And I was like, tank. I don't even have to watch shark tank to fall asleep because I'm like that at peace right now. Like, I'm going to sleep tonight. I just feel so good.
Spring is a great time to start something new, right? So whether it's cleaning or a new hobby or a new audiobook, a good story is always a great way to start a new journey and Audible has all that you need. I come from a family of great storytellers, so I know Audible is the home of storytelling, which is where I want to be. Audible lets you enjoy all your favorite audio entertainment together in one app. There's always something new to discover or you can rediscover some of your old favorites. Audible has an incredible selection of audiobooks from every genre like bestsellers, new releases, memoirs, mysteries and thrillers, business and more. It is the destination for mind-blowing entertainment with selections of mystery and thrillers that will keep your heart racing. And with next listen recommendations, there's always something irresistible at your fingertips. Plus, members get full access to a huge and growing selection of included audiobooks and Audible originals and even podcasts like, well, that's good. So you can download them or stream them anytime, anywhere. Audible members can also pick one title each month to keep from the entire catalog, which is some serious benefits, y'all. The newly included selection of titles makes your Audible membership even more valuable and gives you the chance to discover your next favorite thing. With thousands of titles available, you're definitely going to find something that you love all in one convenient app. So I know some of you are into, you know, thrillers, crime, mystery. And I got to be honest, that's not really been my thing. So I told Bella, okay, Bella, tell me what I could like listen to that wouldn't scare me, but I would like be into it. And she told me about this title called The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave. And so I started it and John Luke loved it too. And so I'm just now on the cusp of it. And y'all, let me tell you, it is very entertaining. You do want to listen to see what happened next. So if y'all are into that, Audible is a great place to find those too. New members can try Audible now for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash Woe or just text Woe to 500 500. That's audible, A U D I B L E dot com slash Woe or text Woe to 500 500 to try Audible for free for 30 days. Y'all, I love summertime. It is my favorite season and I'm so excited to jump back in. We are approaching the best time of the year. But no matter what your summer looks like, KiwiCo invites kids and kids at heart to enjoy their first summer adventure series. Kids can receive six hands-on science and art project kits over six weeks, no matter what their age is, with enriching activities that accompany each project. KiwiCo has something for everyone with different topics for each age from space to dinosaurs and so much more. I am so excited about the summer series. We actually are getting this little driver that I know Haven is going to love because it's a little steering wheel and she loves anything active and also a little like neighborhood fun one where they have a water paint thing, which is so good because it's not going to make a mess. And honey is so into painting right now and painting with a three-year-old. Yeah, that's just hard. So I'm excited for the no mess. KiwiCo offers kids a chance to get outside and explore screen-free with projects like the Bottle Rocket Kit from the Summer Adventure Series. They can turn the outdoors into a playground of learning and fun. Every Summer Adventure Series with KiwiCo is a personalized experience that includes real engineering, science, and art projects. And you'll be impressed with how high-quality All the materials are. Everything we've gotten from KiwiCo has been absolutely amazing and such high quality. I know sometimes it can be hard to find creative, engaging ways to keep your kids away from the screens and just having fun, but KiwiCo does the legwork for you so you can focus on spending fun and quality time tackling projects together. The KiwiCo Summer Adventure Series is personalized to your family and can be received all at once or weekly for six weeks depending on your schedule. If you like it all at once, that's great, or space it out a little bit. Build the best summer ever with KiwiCo. Get 20% off 
your summer adventure series at kiwico.com slash Sadie Rob Summer. That's 20% off your summer adventure at kiwico, K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash Sadie Rob Summer. So I'm literally being this dramatic, telling him like how much peace I feel, how great this is. I can't even believe that I've made such a turnaround over the past few hours. And like right when I say that, I'm like, I'm gonna go to sleep tonight. Christian gets up to go turn the air down. No, I <clears throat> we watch a little bit of Shark Tank, then I turn it off because you're starting to get, you know, you're starting to kind of fall asleep, and I was getting sleepy. But it was like so hot in the room, and I was like, why is it so hot? And it was on like 69. So I went and turned it down, and the moment I turned it down, I was walking back to the bed, and we both, it was like simultaneously, just smelled like like the worst smell smell ever. And at first, I thought Sadie was having like pregnancy farts or something. (laughs) And I was like, this is just I literally told her, I was like, that could not have been me. Just kidding. That is a I knew it was a skunk. Or people were outside of our room smoking weed, one of the two. Uh, well, I, that's what, at first I was like, is someone smoking weed outside of our house? Didn't I say that? I think so. I think I did say that. And the funny thing is, like, we live in the country country, okay? Like, no, if somebody was smoking weed outside of our house, that would be a true situation and very random. We don't live in, like, the city. We don't live somewhere where that would happen. And but it, we do live somewhere where skunks are very but prevalent. But skunks are prevalent, okay? So the first thing I was like, is someone outside of our house smoking weed? I was like, that's a skunk. Which years ago, my friend's house got sprayed by a skunk and they had to like seriously evacuate. The fire like drug people had to come and also they had to like all wear hazmat suits. They had to throw away everything in their house. They so lost like all their They lost everything. Stuff. It was horrible. And so the first, because what happened was a skunk had babies in their vent and it like, it was horrible. And so because he had just turned the air down, I was like, no way. There's a skunk in our vent, all this stuff. So I'm like, evacuate. So I like grab but it, the it, hospital no, it bag. It was like appalling. It like was you, appalling. We couldn't stay I couldn't there. breathe. I was like, we have got to get out of this So house. I take a flashlight. Meanwhile, well, it's midnight at this point. It's like 1230. It's like 1230. So I take a flash. I walk all, all around the house on the porch just trying to find the skunk. I'm like, we had to leave. Like, I can't I never get these toxins in my skunk. body. Like, we're pregnant. Never find it. But but also at this point, we had like all the Haven stuff on the floor. Oh, I just, I literally had spent the past two weeks washing everything, getting her bed set, all that, like, you know, nesting mode. I got it already. And I'm like, everything's ruined. I like grab her hustle bag. I'm like, Christian, we have to get out of this house. I don't want it to get on our hospital clothes. But while we were gone, you had someone come over and like deep dive, like oh, deep clean the bedding. Yeah. All of her newborn stuff. Well, I was like nervous. So I was like, the skunk spread out. So yeah, we literally drove around our house close to 1 a.m. at this point looking for this skunk. I mean, y'all, this is not even real life, is it? And this this, this is, of course, that happened. Keep in mind, this is the night before we're this going in. This is the night before. We had to leave the house at 5 a.m. And it's 1 a.m. And we are searching for a skunk that just sprayed our entire house, okay? So then I'm like, we can't stay here. We can't sleep here. This is dangerous. So we drove over to my parents' this house. This is dangerous. It was dangerous in my <laughs> it mind. It's dangerous for your nostrils. No, dude, that, that's bad for you, probably. I don't think there's any. I think it's bad for you. I don't think so. Well, I was nervous. So we went over to my parents' house and we like, they didn't even know we were there. I was just like, we just need to go somewhere. We went there and went upstairs and no one had been sleeping upstairs in forever because that used to be where like me and Bella and all of them sleep. And so no one had been up there. So the air conditioning was on like 75. It was so And hot. y'all, 
When you are literally nine months pregnant, like I'm having my baby in the morning, 75 is just no. It was so hot. I was sweating. I was like, oh no. So I don't think we ended up going to bed until like, like 2.30. And just mind you, like let's just rewind like 30 seconds to when I said, I feel so at peace. I'm going to sleep so good tonight. I can't even believe how good I feel. And then boom, skunk attacks our house. We go to my parents' house, 75 degrees, can't sleep. I'm like, oh wow. But then I'm just like laughing because I'm like, what are the odds? This is hilarious. And I was like, this is truly going to be a story we tell for the rest of our lives. So anyways, we wake up at five, five and <clears throat> no, at 5:30. yeah, we had to leave the house at five because yeah, so our hospital like is 30 four, minutes away, 445. 445, roll out of bed, you know, and, uh, get to the hospital. And I'm so excited. Oh, I forgot. I vlogged this. I literally forgot that until right now. I'm gonna, we're gonna put all these clips in here. You vlogged what? I Remember know. I was videoing that whole morning. I was like, oh, let's vlog. Which when? is so weird. I never vlogged. I don't car? know why I did that. Yes, and in the hospital. You vlogged like one video in the hospital. No, I think I did like three. No. No, I did. Because remember, I remember, I know I have. Okay, we're going to put videos in here. That's hilarious. I totally forgot about that. It was quite the night. I think I vlogged the leaving the house from the skunk. No, I didn't. But I no. did vlog the morning. Anyways. You, you might have like one vlog <laughs> video. Which is so funny. You so don't have like I a collection never, of series. I ever vlog anything. That's so funny. But Bella and mom, I remember getting them on video coming into the hospital because they rolled up at 530 with us, which was very yeah. nice. And so. You might have like. Okay, we'll give you what we have, okay? Just got to the hospital and I was gonna vlog everything this morning and I totally forgot. Wait now, Mom and Bella. Oh my gosh, it's about to happen. There they are, the squad, the 530 squad. Yep. So we get upstairs and uh, they start, you know, they, well, before they hooked me to the IV, I said to them, I said, hey, just wanna let y'all know, I am a fainter, okay? So if there's any way, y'all can go ahead and get the ice pack ready, like, and they didn't take me seriously. They were like, oh yeah, 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 it's okay. So as soon as they come bring that needle in to stick me, I'm like, I'm telling y'all, I'm about to go out. And then, whoop, lights out. Like a light. I mean, I was like, oh and no. no. Ice pack. All of a sudden, I was like, nope, no ice pack. They didn't <clears> take me seriously. I tried to tell them, I tried to warn them. I start hearing the ringing in my ears. I can't even see Bella in front of me at this point. I'm like, oh no, this is not a good start to this day. And um, so they quickly hooked me up, come back to life. Then I'm like, you know, you just don't come really back. feel good whenever that come happens. Back to life. Well, I mean, I was alive. But <laughs> you weren't dead. I know, but I'm just saying, like, metaphorically, <laughs> I was out of it. Okay, so I come back too, and I'm like, okay. Anyways, now we feel good. So then they're like, okay, well, we're gonna roll you in, and we're gonna uh, do the the spinal or whatever. And uh, remember, the anesthesiologist yeah. was like telling us about this. Which I can't even say that. I don't know if we can. I know. I can't say that part. There okay, was something okay. funny that happened there. Which, hold on. Uh, I, there's no way he listens to the part. There's well, no there way. There might be. But what if his wife does or his yeah. kids? Um, he, <laughs> he had a book. He had a, a big one on his face. For a solid 30 minutes. Oh my gosh. Which, if you are listening, we still love you. And next spinal, you did a great. You did a great job. I'm crying. You can't see. Give me a tissue. 
That was so funny. But it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't snot. It was like crusty and... Which honestly, it was I, a, but honestly, I needed that in that moment. I needed him to have a booger. It was a double take. We, <laughs> because we all, I was really nervous. Well, half of us thought it was a mole. <laughs> and then half of us were like, no, it's definitely. I cannot remember. Definitely a booger. It was a booger. And I have to say. Like, Which it, but, it, but it was such, it was exactly what you needed. No, that's what I'm saying. It was. If you're listening, don't be embarrassed because I needed that. I was so nervous. And I actually thought it was just going to be an epidural. I didn't know it was like a spinal, which I don't even know what the difference is or if there is a difference. I don't think there's a difference. Well, Maybe. anyways, I think there's a little bit of a difference, and he was trying to explain it to me <laughs> the whole time he was explaining. You're about to have a booger. No. No, I'm you. literally saw snot. It was the whole time he was explaining it to me. I can't breathe. Jessica, you can get through it. Keep talking. <laughs> keep talking. All right, keep rolling. This is so funny. We haven't even talked about this since it happened. Literally since that day. And it was really funny because I was really nervous. And I was asking him to over-explain. And the whole time, he just had this massive booger right there. And like they were all trying not to laugh. And I was all nervous. But the funny thing is... I'm back. Oh, sorry. The funny thing was... Like I said, half of us thought it was a booger. Well, I knew it was a booger. Uh, but half were like, I actually think it's and a mole. And half of us, that's you, Bella, and my mom. <laughs> yes, so it was only four of us. <laughs> so two thought it was a mole, two thought it was a booger. And uh, needless to say, about you know however long he came back and it was gone. <laughs> it uh, was so unless he got a mole surgically <laughs> removed in 20 minutes, um, uh, I think it was a booger. It was. But like I said, it was... I don't want to say it was comedic relief, but it was kind it of comedic, was comedic relief. It was comedic relief. But it helped because, like I said, you were really nervous. I was. And was. I think that that was God-ordained to help <laughs> just kind of, you know. I do believe. Ease your spirit. I do believe that, like, that's the reason we have boogers and farts and stuff is, like, to lighten up life a little bit. Yeah. And in that moment, what it needed something like that to happen. So, anyways, after I got past that, and I was like, we feel good now. We go back. But this is intimidating. If you've never had a C-section and you're about to have a C-section, I should go ahead and like let you know what this looks like because I didn't know what this looked like and it was a little bit intimidating. So, um, you know, you have to leave the room and Christian, your spouse, like couldn't come with you um, back there, which, you know, I had planned on my mom and Christian being back there during the surgery, which they were. But um, at first, it's just you and you're the only one that's there with the anesthesiologist and the nurses to do the spinal it's just really intimidating because it, whenever I gave birth, like I did it, the, um, you know, I labored through it and did it vaginally. It was different because there was like, I was literally just in the bed and then it was like in my hospital room. It just felt a little bit more comfortable. And then when you go to have a C-section, you're about to get operated on. So you go into like a very cold room and there's this little operating table and it looks way too small for you to fit on it. And it's like, just a little bit more intimidating. And so just know that because that was something that kind of made me nervous right before. But once I got in there, they did the spinal and then guess what, homegirl, uh, started to pass out again. So then I go through that again. And you had no ice pack, again. <laughs> no no hate to the hospital, they're actually amazing. I love my nurses, but I don't think that they knew that I was that much of a fainter. I think altogether I almost fainted three times. But at that point, 
that was just the spinal, it was just intimidating and a needle going through your spine just got me. So go, started to go out again and then um, it all happened really fast after that. It was, it was actually really a cool experience. I laid down. I was timing it. Christian walked in, Three my minutes. mom walked in, it was so sweet. Uh, we actually have a video of when, you know, it was happening and we can put in a clip from it on here. It's not, you don't see anything you wouldn't want to see. It's just kind of me and Christian and it's really sweet because I was smiling the whole time. Like I felt the most incredible joy and excitement. And at that point, like all the, you know, every fear went away then the nauseousness went away, the lightheadedness went away, everything just went away. Like I was just so happy and so excited because I knew we were about to see Haven and it literally was like three minutes long. It was so fast. Mm, and well, then I was it. it was 8.30 on the dot when they popped her little head up over the- uh, And what were your and, first thoughts when you first saw her? Well, are you teasing me? Are you teasing me up to say this? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so, well, first of all, the first thought when I saw her was like, that is the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life because it was like, it really was the cutest thing because there's like, you know, this little thing mm -hmm. that they're holding up and then all of a sudden it's just like, your baby is well, like, hi. Too, well, also, when we first had Honey, I, you know, have no experience uh, with children or labor or whatever. Uh, and I did not know about Conehead, you know, <laughs> which is basically if you deliver uh, through the, you know, Whatever. You got it. Okay, thank you. Uh, if you deliver that way, there's like a cone head. And I was like, no one was saying anything. And I was like, because they were worried about her breathing. And I was like, do y'all see like her head. her head? Like, it was like Jimmy Neutron. I was like, this is like super concerning. But then I came to find out it was normal, which I was unaware of. And so. Which I never saw that. They put a hat on before. Oh, it was like I saw creepy. It. All that to say. When you have a C-section, they don't they have like a perfect head. little heads. So it's it so was sweet. very. She was cute. so cute. She pops up over the little blanket, and she just looked so cute. And I couldn't believe it. It was so awesome, and, and I didn't really get that experience with Honey because of how crazy everything was. And so, and Christian wants me to say this because I'm looking up, and it's just really sweet because I see my baby right in front of me, and then Christian's like over my head up this way. He has his little mask on, and I kid you not, they looked exactly alike. And I was like. It happened again. I birthed my husband again. <laughs> I was not upset. <laughs> you crazy. I was like, I literally thought she was the cutest thing in the world, but I literally looked up and I was like, wow, I just did it again. That is hilarious. But I didn't do it. God designed them and they're beautiful and wonderful. And I have no complaints because they are the cutest girls in the world, but they do look just like you. I have to admit. I mean, Haven, I still am holding out a little bit because I think there's a lot of meat in her too. And she kind of just looks like her own person. Whereas Honey, it was like, that is you. Like, that is you in a girl form. Haven, like, she changes so much when her eyes are open versus when they're closed. Yeah, when they're closed, she looks just, just like, like honey, honey and Christian. But when her eyes are open, she just, like, takes on a whole new look. She has these big blue eyes, which is so funny because I have brown eyes. Christian has green eyes. And um, I, hope, I hope they stay blue. Big blue eyes. And she kind of has, like, strawberry change. hair. I do not hope that they change. I love her eyes. No, but you but said I you said, love my eyes. I love your eyes. And your his eyes were blue for, like, the whole first year of his life and then turned green. So I just assume that's what's going to happen. And I think your eyes are, like, so cool. Thank you. But um, then she'll look even more like you. So there's that, too. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, I think that, hey, look. You know what? Honey looks like you, but she acts just like me. So that's I have a little true. personality twin. That is um, true. 
so yeah, it was so sweet. But I just, I do remember looking up and being like, wow, they look exactly like that's hilarious. And then um, they take her back to start getting cleaned off. And then that's whenever my blood pressure dropped to 70 over 40. And there I was with feeling like I'm about to faint again. And I told her, I go, I don't feel good. I think I'm gonna faint. And I looked over, I said, oh my gosh, my blood pressure is 70 over 40. He said, don't look. And I was like, I don't even have. It was to like look. she was like eyeing the numbers, and it was just like. That was, I was, was like, like it's not the numbers. Yeah, it's not me were, looking at the numbers that's making me head. faint. It's the fact that the the numbers actually represent what I'm feeling right now. Yeah, but that was psyching you out. It was not psyching me out. I was, was just validating sure. how I felt. Yeah, and so they gave me like some more pain medicine and all that stuff. But this is this is only important for what happens next. So they had told me this pain medicine might make my face itch. Oh my gosh, let me just tell you something. That was not a joke, okay? I was about to like literally gnaw my face off after because I was so itchy and I got so nauseous from the pain medicine that after I had Haven, it was so funny because like mentally, it was just so, like so bliss, like it was so sweet and like I was holding my baby and having this like sweet, amazing moment staring at her but every 10 minutes I would puke. Like it was crazy. Like I was so sick. My face itched so bad. I threw up 12 times after surgery and yet all It was the more while, of like a dry heave. No, it wasn't. You didn't have any Yes, food? I did. No, I, have, I, I there was a bucket. I know, but what I'm saying is- That was, that was hold true. Hold on, no, because you can't eat past whatever the time was. So I'm saying you had like no food in your system. Mm -hmm. So after the- what you threw up 12 times by your 12th throw up you had nothing left in you so i'm yeah. trying to say well yeah i mean i was just sick it, it was, was bad a, it was a, from the medicine but at the same visual. time was really cool is like truly it was such a sweet moment like i was like in heaven literally if you look back at the pictures i am smiling so big and i think that that's something that's cool to share because when you look at social media and you see people smiling and all this stuff it's like you just assume it all went like super easy. And there is really nothing easy about having a baby, but part of that, like part of it being hard and a challenge is what makes it so beautiful and so special. And um, I have had two, you know, experiences with birth. And the first one was, you know, m more traumatic, but at the same time, besides those two minutes of crazy, the rest of the day was wonderful, you know, with Honey. I love labor. I loved the process of having her. I loved uh, the sweetness of being in the hospital with her. And with Haven, it was like the whole day was a little bit crazy. I passed out three times. I threw up 12 times. I was really sick. But those two minutes of having her were like the sweetest moments in the entire world. One of the most joyful feelings in my entire life. The whole day we had friends and family come. And mm -hmm. although I literally would like fall asleep talking to people because I was so tired because of the skunk the night before and having a baby and a surgery and all that stuff. I loved it, you know, and I think mm -hmm. that's the sweet thing. Like I would never want to instill fear in anyone's life when it comes to having a baby because there are scary things, but there is so much beauty that overrides that fear. There's so much joy that overrides that sickness, that pain. Um, and, and part of you feeling that pain and feeling that fear is what makes that joy be a type of joy that is so much more extreme than ones that you've ever felt. And that love so much more, um, have so much more gravity behind it than love you've ever felt. I think that those things kind of go hand in hand and those emotions make the, the good emotions even better, even greater. And it really was wonderful. And so I just have to say, 
you know, yes, birth is birthing a child is hard. And yes, there are crazy things that happen. And there are moments that you just feel ways you've never felt before. But at the same time, um, it's the most beautiful thing to experience. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a miracle, you know, it's it's wonderful. And so I just say like to say, I know we've shared some of the harder things and the funny things and all that, but like it is wonderful. So if you're a mom that's about to have a baby and you're nervous about your C-section, you're nervous about your delivery, you're nervous about labor, um, those nerves are validated because you're about to go through something that you've never experienced before that is so outside of the norm and comfortability, but it is the greatest thing that you'll ever experience at the same time. And And if your husband is very nervous, that is also very valid. Because it is very, it's a lot to take in. Because you're looking at your wife, you know, having surgery and you're looking at your wife um, throwing up and feeling sick and then you're looking at your new baby and how mm-hmm. much it changes your life. So all of it's validated, mm-hmm. but on top, the joy on top of that is just uncomparable, yeah, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yes, and not only were, you know, the procedures differently, having it, you know, the, the one way and then having a C-section, but also your recovery looked a lot different. Uh, the first day, you were a little skeptical after the C-section about if this is yeah. truly going to be, you know, easier. Because everybody asked, would you like better, you know? And I was like, They're just so honestly, different. at the time, like the day after the C-section, I was like, I like the other way better because if that had not happened to Honey at the end of it, I would have loved that. Like it was, it was awesome, you know? I mean, yes, it was hard, obviously, but like... I just liked the process of it. Mm-hmm. And then this, the process was a little bit more intimidating to me, but the recovery was way, to me personally, and I know everyone's different, but to me personally, the C-section recovery was way easier. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's harder in certain ways. Like the hardest thing was that I couldn't pick up honey for six weeks because you can't lift anything. You had a major abdominal so surgery. So guess who was super dead? That's right, my boo. That's right. But actually, it was really sweet because I just, Honey's very attached to me and, you know, she loves, loves, loves you, but she is, you know, you know, she's a little attached to me. But it was really sweet to watch you kind of swoon her, you know, during mm-hmm. the those six weeks. And, I had six weeks to swear. And, it was and you favorite. did. And it was really sweet because, I mean, we're talking honey. Like, the day before I had Haven, like, she wouldn't let Christian get her out of the car seat because she only lets me get her out of the car seat. Like, she didn't want Christian to pick her up yeah. out of the crib because only I, like, she just was, like, being very specific Which about this. Which really things. hurts my feelings. Yeah, of course, of course. And then I was like, tomorrow, a whole life's gonna change and we tried to kind of like we tried to we tried to wean her off but like it just wasn't happening and so anyways like that was that was hard and at first i have to say so honey's first reactions to haven in the hospital loved her it was so sweet kissed all over her loved her brought her baby doll her baby doll was actually bigger than haven was in the hospital she was seven three and she was 6'11 um, in her first week. So Haven was really, really tiny, especially compared to compared Honey, to who was 9'5". Um, but her, yeah, Honey's little baby doll was bigger than Haven, and she loved her. And then when we got home, this is when things turned a little bit, because when we got home... Well, the first night you put them in matching pajamas, which was a little risky. It was... You Hindsight. You would have thought. Let me just... To all the moms, first night home, don't put them in matching pajamas. Don't Honey do lost her mind. She was like, no! This is mine. She tried to put on Haven's pajamas. She proceeded to throw them on the ground. And then she she said it. She said, bring her back to the doctor. And that's when I thought, this is not good. And she was like, bring her back to the doctor. Take her back. Take and I was like, no, doctor. she's your sister. She's going to be your best friend forever. You know, trying to help her. And 
soothe her in that moment and it was just kind of hard and then she was mad that I couldn't pick her up and she was mad that I had a, a bobo on my tummy and she just was mad about the whole thing. So a couple of days go by and she's mad that I can't pick her up, throwing fits about that, not really digging Sister Haven, what she calls her, Sister Haven. And then one day we're sitting on the couch, probably two weeks in and we're watching Frozen and she loved Frozen at the time. And I said, honey, you know, Anna and Elsa are sisters, just like you and Haven are sisters. And she just kind of looked and she looked at Haven and she smiled. And I was like, hmm, that meant something. And I'm not kidding you. And I don't know if that was it or if it was the Lord softening her heart. But from that moment on, she loved Haven. And I remember that night, it was maybe that night or the next night, Jacob uh, was over at Bella and Jacob. And Jacob said, is Haven your best friend? And she said, no, she's my sister. Like she knew, like that's my sister. And she just, now she's just obsessed to the point that she just licks her all the time. And I'm like, yeah. don't lick her. You can express your love in other ways. But she loves her so much. Like so. in the mouth. That's been, no, that's been so sweet. It's been amazing. And their relationship is so cute. Very cute. But uh, I, yeah, I would say that was the hardest part for you was not being able to pick up honey. That was the hardest part like for me. Like mentally. I cried over that a few times. Honey cried, I cried. That was hard. Just because it's really hard to explain to your child like why you can't pick them up when you're holding your other child, you know? And there's already so much change. There's already so many things that you want to be able to help her understand. And it was hard to like help her understand everything whenever like I you know was in pain and I have to say like this is a crazy thing about c-sections and just birth in general is it's like you know most surgeries you have like what's the medicine you go home and you rest right and you rest up and you get better but like when you have a c-section or you give birth you go home and you're a mom now so like you don't go home to rest you go home and you're up all night feeding the child and you're and that didn't stop the whole day you feed the child and then you you know um you're, you're a parent to the other child and you're doing all the things and so there's like there's no time for rest you know you're you're a mom now and so I was, you know, so tired and, you know, had the baby blues for just a week. I cried every day for three days in a row. And after that, I was good. Whereas, honey, I cried a lot more than that. It took me a little bit longer, just Couple hormonally weeks. and all that, which is normal. And I have to say, like, when we went to her pediatrician appointment at, like, two weeks old, that was such a turning point for me because I had been experiencing, like, not, not like, bad baby blues, but just, like, you know, the emotions where you don't really know why you're crying, but you're just crying because your hormones just change so much. And the doctor looked at me, and she was like, how are you doing, Mama? And I was like, I'm good, you know? And she was like, um, well, I just, like, she was like, you'll probably cry every day. And I was like... I was like, you really like, well, I kind of have been the past two days. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's so normal. Like, we expect that for like a month, like, because your hormones change so much. And she said, C-section moms, it's even crazier with your hormones. So that was really good and like affirming. And after that, though, it was really good. But what helped me is like, I just started going out. I needed to get out of the house and I couldn't drive for two weeks, which was even hard because I'm just like a person that likes to go. And so um, my mom like, you know, drove me over to her house one day and then we ended up going to the strawberry patch and just we did what we could. And that helped my spirit so much, just not staring at walls and, you know, feeling the pain that I was feeling, but just getting out and going. So I do recommend that if, if you can get out and go, that definitely helps a lot. Um, the other thing that I think helped us so much was our friend set up a meal train for us. And if you know someone that's having a baby, I just could not 
like encourage you more to start a meal train for them because because you have to be in your house and because you're going through all these changes, it is so sweet to have friends show up each night and bring dinner. Um, that's something that you don't really want to have to think about is making dinner or getting dinner or you know your husband going out and having to get it and being away from you for a second. And so having our friends come over, one, and bring us food just for dinner was great, but also just to see them and get just to tell the story, yeah. to have conversations with, you know, other people and then get to play with honey for a little bit. And most people will ask, you know, do you want us to stay or whatever? And we loved it. Like we love for people to stay and just like hang out. So that was sweet. And I have to say like this summer, um, taking maternity leave has been my favorite summer of my life. It has been the sweetest season ever. And I didn't expect that. I, I thought that this summer was going to be hard and you know tiring and all those things. I, th I knew it was gonna be sweet because we have our baby. But if you've had a baby, you know, like it's hard, you know? It's, it's not like an easy process to go through postpartum. Maternity leave is amazing, but at the same time, like you're healing. This summer really has been my favorite summer ever. Just the sweetness of it and the purity of it. Um, you and Honey playing outside every night and me and Haven sitting and watching baseballs. and looking for airplanes. It's just been like so fun. And then Haven being a little angel and Honey and Haven loving on each other. and. Honey is hilarious. Ever since we had Haven, I think she wanted attention, so she upped her personality, and, and it is, is like, like my favorite thing in the level. whole world. And just getting to kind of sit back and take it all in. I took, um, I've actually taken this whole year up until right now off like social media, and so I haven't been on social media. My friends have been helping me post. I'll, I'll post on Christians and get off. Mm -hmm. um, like he has my account, I'll post on his phone and then get off. But that's been awesome too. Like just not being distracted by work or by social media and really getting to enjoy my family mm -hmm. has been the greatest gift ever. So thank you all for being patient and letting me go do that. Uh, thank, thank you for an amazing summer. Thank, thank you, you and Honey for being the greatest kids ever. And we're just, we're doing really good. And I'm really happy. And that doesn't mean that hard things don't happen. Days are long and hard and tiring, all the things, but it has been amazing. That's Any final true. words? Uh, I kind of said this a little bit on the um, podcast that I helped intro that I was uh, lucky enough to have the honor to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, like like Sada said, she's taking time off social media, but that does not mean that we still haven't, you know, seen things that y'all have said, and it's been really encouraging just to see the love and support that y'all have shown um, for Haven and just for uh, our family growing. Mm -hmm. So thank you guys so much. And uh, thank you for continuing to listen to the podcast with Corey hosting. I know she's done an awesome job. And uh, yeah, thank you for just being faithful listeners. And we uh, are just grateful for y'all and um, thankful that y'all are uh, interested in the journey that we're on. So. Yeah, one thing that's been really cool is, you know, like I said, I haven't really been on socials a lot. I haven't been doing the podcast because mom's taken over but we've still been traveling and doing stuff. And whenever we're out, like we were in Bentonville, Arkansas a few weeks ago, and we had so many of you guys come up and be like, listen to the Willis Good Podcast every day, or you uh, knew I had this episode with so-and-so and blah, blah, blah. And it just meant so much to me because we had so many people come up to me specifically about the podcast that were listeners. And that was just awesome. And mm -hmm. it's one thing to see that on social media, be like, I love your podcast, but it's another thing to have someone come up to you and say like, I love your podcast 
podcast and me get to see your face and connect with you and hear a bit of your story and know, you know, the lens that you're listening from. And that was really special to me. Um, that's always been special to me when people come up, but especially this summer, just mm-hmm. being away a little bit and not seeing it in comments, but actually hearing it from people. That's been sweet. So thank you all so much, truly, for listening, for being a part of our journey, for cheering us on where we're at. And to all you moms out there, I know it's hard work. Uh, to the dads out there, we know it's hard work. We know postpartum is not easy. We know going into labor is scary, but at the same time, we know it's miraculous and beautiful. And if mm-hmm. you can just um, continue to speak that gratitude over the fear, speak that gra- gratitude over the pain, speak that gratitude over the long days, it will change your perspective. Um, one thing that I have to say to end on is one of my best friends said something to me the other day that meant so much to me. It was like, a treasured compliment. And I know it feels weird to share a compliment, but I wanna share this because I think that this is a good lesson. She said, Sadie, you know what I love about how you parent is I've never heard you complain about your kids. And um, that really meant a lot to me because she said, you know, she's just so used to hearing people always complain about their kids. And she said, it's just really cool because she works with me, she's my best friend. She said, you haven't complained about doctor visits, you haven't complained about whatever. And it's not that I don't share the reality of hard days and that was cool too because she was like you're real mm-hmm. about it but you don't complain about it and you know I think that there there really is a difference in the two things it's okay to be real about the struggle of postpartum it's okay to be real about the annoyance and that and how sad you get when your kids get sick and you have to go to the doctor again when you were just there last week it's okay to be like I'm exhausted because I was up all night or mm-hmm. man this is really hard nursing a child and having another one. Oh man and honey is being a two-year-old toot right now. Like, it's not that you're not real about what's happening, but there is a difference in the negativity that you speak about your kids, over your kids, mm-hmm. and all those things. And I just am a huge advocate for, you know, that gratitude, that grateful speaking for the kids that we have, the life that we have, what we get to do, what we get to experience. And so um, I also think that that helps you mother well. I think that that helps you, you know, be more joyful if you speak more joy. It's not being naive, it's just being honest in the right ways. So I hope that helps you guys. We love y'all so much. I hope you go enjoy your kids enjoy your family enjoy the season you need to get rid of distractions to enjoy it more do it it's worth it Mm -hmm. and um, we're just grateful for y'all and we're grateful for our sweet family thanks for listening thank you so much